Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today, national teamer, world championships finalist, uh, NCAA All-American, Zach Harding. Zach, what's up, man? How's it going? Nothing much. Just, you know, waking up from my naps. So <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm excited that that we got you on here. I have so much I want to talk to you about. Uh, you 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 participate in so many activities that I think are awesome. Uh, but first first let's talk a little bit of swimming. Um, you said you're you're at home. Where is home for you? Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, out is can you so have have you been able to swim while you're there? Yeah yeah my my club team they've been open up for for a while now and. They have, we have, there's two long course pools. So between all the groups, they can do one person lane. And, uh, when I said I was coming home, they welcomed me with open arms and they said, whatever you need, you let me know. So been doing singles and, and someone that was on the team that I swam with when I was, uh, still there has a full gym and they've been letting me go over and lift there. So, uh, been setting my new maxes and stuff at their gym. So all good things. Nice. Uh, I also see that you've been on a one-handed push-up mission. Uh, tell me, tell me about the one-handed push-ups because it looks like it looks like you're getting pretty darn good at them. Yeah, so it actually kind of came from we were supposed to do this thing where you have your hand on, on a valve slide, and that's basically kind of like the car, the uh, couch mover thing that's kind of slippery on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go down with – you only have it on one hand. You go down, and this, this hand that's on the slippery thing goes out. And you come back up. But we didn't have those, so I was like, what's well, basically just a one-handed push-up. And so I started kind of at a probably 45-degree angle, not all the way down because I figured you got to work into that. And I, there was a stance. I've kind of played around with it before, but there's a technique to doing it. And so I just kind of started one week at a time, kind of trying to lower myself down all, all the way to the ground and – Watched Rocky do it in his thing to see how, how he did it. Took some inspiration from that. And there was his stance. I was like, all right, well, if that worked for him, then surely it could work for me. But it's a great fly exercise I've come to find out because it's basically all in the lats. Your lats the next day are just absolutely shredded because it's basically a lat push at the end of the day. So it is hard on your elbow, so do be careful if you do try to start doing it because uh, all the – little tendons in your elbows are supporting your whole body weight. So do be careful with that, but it's a lot of fun and I think it looks really cool. So that's an added bonus. <laughs> yeah. From, from what I've seen of your Instagram, it did, I can confirm it does look cool, at least to me. Uh, you, I've also see you were javelin throwing uh, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. My sister goes to university of South Alabama down in, in Mobile and I've, I've never had the opportunity to, to watch her compete, but she's been able to watch me compete around the world. So uh, I went out and watched her and, or I guess joined her in one of her practices one day. So that was kind of a cool experience for me during quarantine to be able to go and throw javelin with my sister. She's re- the furthest I threw it on my best one was probably about two thirds as far as she threw it. 
So oh, wow. uh, it's a lot harder than it's not just going out and throwing spears. There's a whole technique to it. <laughs> what did, I mean, did you learn the technique? What, what, what's, what's in the technique? Yeah. Okay. So I was going just like for Narnia, Leroy right. Jenkins, <laughs> throw it. Like we're going to sure. go hunt a mammoth or something. <laughs> what I'm going in here. And she's like, she's like one, she's like counting steps, kind of like we count strokes. So she's like counting steps. She keeps her, her hand up keeps the javelin up and in the video if you go back and watch it you see i instantly just drop it just ready to absolutely launch it um but it comes out that she launches it and i just kind of you know lightly toss it um <laughs> but yeah there's a whole bunch of techniques there so and she was all kind of aware of that and trying to teach me some of this stuff because i'm like if i want to do this i want to do this right and uh then she just absolutely destroyed me but yeah it was a lot of fun it's a great sport that's that's awesome uh i mean i i think if if quarantine has been good for anything it's been for trying new activities for sure exactly. yeah no i definitely recommend it if you get the chance it's it's also like it's weighted kind of weird and I, f- I found out that in high school they don't throw the pointy end and i was like well that's why would we go throw <laughs> a spear if we're not throwing the pointy end it didn't make any sense to me but when you go to college they they let you throw the pointy end it was like that's what i'm throwing <laughs> so that is really interesting i i mean i guess you know for high school students maybe they're a little less experienced <laughs> don't want anyone right. getting hurt um so tell me tell me about some of the other activities you you've partaken in during quarantine um where you know maybe maybe let's start in mid-march when you found out you know when everything started getting canceled uh yeah so what did I do? Um, I kind of threw my sleep schedule to the wind, so I kind of stayed up and watched a lot more movies and stuff than normal because I didn't have a good reason to go to bed. So I was like, I can just sleep, wake up whenever. So, uh, so I, I added a lot more movies and stuff to my list. Um, actually, around that time, I started being becoming a big board game guy. So it's really the perfect time to become a board game guy if if there is any better time, I don't know, but um, I'm not talking like the monopolies and the clue and sorry. I'm talking like, those are great games like to kind of get you in. I'm talking <laughs> like, kind of the, those are great gateway games. <laughs> right. I'm talking like the, the big bang theory, the games they have on their shelf are the games that, that I like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ever since I came home, my dad's also a board game, I guess, kind of collector. So it's great. Uh, way to spend time with family and friends and kind of not be plugged into the TV or anything. And then you get the, the funny stories afterwards. And it's a good way to kill a couple of times and a couple of minutes and uh, have fun. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, this is what my friends and I did uh, on Saturday nights in college. We would go to someone's house and, and, and play, you know, geeky board games like this. I'm, I'm a little curious personally, what, what board games are we talking here? What are, what have been a couple of your favorites? Yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan of terraforming Mars. My dad's got a couple expansions for that. That's a, that's a really cool one. Very in depth, takes a little while to play, but the whole theme and everything is really great there. There's a tile placing game called Carcassonne or Carcassonne. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly how you pronounce that, but that's a good one. I would recommend that. That's a really easy one. Uh, kind of around the, the realms of Catan. Uh, my dad just got this game called Imhotep, which is basically your builder in Egypt. 
that's we've been enjoying that. That's a quick one. Isn't that but, the 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 mummy's name in the yeah, movie The yeah. Mummy? Okay. Well, the Imhotep, I guess, was the, the great. He was one of the builders and designed all of Egypt and okay. designed the first pyramid or something. So it's kind of you're building up Egypt, and that's they chose his name as the name of the game. Nice. Um, then I got and my dad got me another game for as like a graduation gift, Marvel Champions, which is which is cool because it's also one player. So if like if whenever you know quarantine's over and my roommates don't want to play with me, but I want to play, I can still go play. So, so those games are also welcomed and appreciated too. Nice. That's uh yeah, that sounds like a good uh, quite the collection. And and again, you, I think you said it best. What better time to get into uh, to really get into something than uh, right. than quarantine? And you can always bring different friends to go doing this and that and, and stuff. But I, I don't know. It's a, it's a nice, relaxed way to spend an evening. Absolutely, I I hear that. I think I think if we played more board games, we'd <clears throat> probably all be a little bit happier. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we we'd just get more arguments, and everyone would be <laughs> uh, would hate each other more. But <clears throat> you know, who Depends knows? On the game. <laughs> Seriously, we I, we would always if 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 we were feeling like ornery on any given night we that's when monopoly came out we we're like all right oh, if, yeah. if i'm okay with losing friends tonight we can play monopoly yeah you know that yeah that's a game you got to you guys have to have a good bond established <laughs> that way by the end you have like something you can repair from <laughs> right yeah, you're hating someone you know you know, you know the, the 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 friendship can survive <laughs> exactly um so was was there ever a time when you were out of the pool during quarantine? Um, did were you you know how creative were you getting with your out of the pool workouts? Uh, yeah, so there was probably a span, probably it was a couple weeks. I don't I don't know the exact number. It was upwards of three or four though, uh, just kind of the, the ballpark. It so it's it was that significant in itself. Um, but I started. Arthur was great and let us kind of go to the pool and get one of the stationary bikes because we didn't have one and they weren't being used at the pool. So he was like, you guys can borrow them and then just bring them back when we have pool access and stuff again. So uh, he looked after us there. And so we kind of did some of that. So one time uh, I watched a movie while I was biking. Um, that was that turned out to be a good way to kill two hours with a workout and also watch a movie. Um, <laughs> I did... I kind of was just trying to do it, take it one day at a time because it's not an easy thing to train for you know, if train when you don't have a reason to train and you could easily just kind of slack off. So I just kind of tried to take it one day at a time. Uh, I had some finished bands. So I was doing uh, some of that stuff in the garage. Uh, and I was trying to do like a hundred curls and a hundred like tricep extensions. And after like that, like I couldn't bend or extend my arms so I just kind of like hung for the rest of the day at this like little <laughs> sweet spot and still ached. Um, started going on runs probably about three, four times a week, given like a day or two in between. So I didn't get like shin splints or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I, I mean, I struggled with it, but I just kind of tried to take it one day at a time and tried to make that workout really good. And then just kind of be done with, with that for the day, just to kind of stay in shape. So that by the time that we were back in the pool, I wouldn't be like after worlds I had two or three weeks off and was trying to gain as much weight as possible just to prove I could. So I gained 15 pounds. So I was trying to not 
do that and be in that situation again. That's <laughs> the best way to put what I was trying to accomplish. <laughs> what, how, how, how did you go about gaining as much weight as possible? Yeah. So everything you're told to eat, to not eat as a kid, because it's not healthy and you need to like take care of your body. That's what I did. Uh, uh-huh. Pop tarts, toaster strudels, waffles, French toast sticks. French toast sticks were big. Uh, for <laughs> breakfast, lunch was like pizza rolls and chicken nuggets. And then we had like either we never did like pizza rolls for lunch uh, and then pizza for dinner. But we do like pizza and like uh, there's this Greek place right down the street that I really like that gives you a lot of food. Uh, so I got the lamb euro from that. Um, basically just tried to eat as unhealthy as I could, uh, for like three weeks and I, I would, I would eat like a nice meal every now and then again, but I was a lot more relaxed with it than the normal. Sure. Uh, I mean, I know for me personally, you know, if, if I start eating like that after a few days, like my body starts to reject it and it's like, I mean, I start hurting physically and it, it, you know, my body starts saying like, yo, like, give me something real. Did, did, did you ever hit that point? Did you just bust through that wall? Um, yeah, but like, I'm not normally the guy that's able to gain weight in season just because mm-hmm. of how much we swim and, and work out and stuff. It's like almost, I, I think it's almost impossible to get that amount of calories that I need in to gain weight. But like maintaining is, is what I do really well. I don't really go down got a nice little thing so i was just trying to put on as much weight as i could because i figured i could shape that and kind of mold that back around and i lost it again within another three weeks just like <laughs> I uh, but i was like i could put this turn this back into muscle i'm sure arthur will slim this right down and uh they did but yeah i mean i had nice meals and tried to eat a lot of what i normally did anyways because my metabolism was still super high so i still had to feed myself super nice it's just I'd had that extra scoop with I- of ice cream afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, was was this just for you know? You said just to see if you could. Was th- was this a bet with someone? Did someone challenge you to this, or was this totally just personal for you? No, yeah, this was personal. I mean, I've I've never been able to really successfully gain weight during season, so I was like, if I could do this now, because I've always wanted to do it, because I'm always on the smaller side of everybody. So I was like, I'll take the opportunity to put some weight on and then get as much on as we can. And then kind of like a marble, kind of fatten up the marble and then we'll be able to shape it. And as that's what I was thinking going into it. I don't know if that's exactly how it ended up working out, but um, I, I was just kind of a fun little side quest, I guess for me, but yeah, I was just all personal. Absolutely. I think that's, <clears throat> Certainly, from the outside looking in, you you have the most fun side quests of any any swimmer that I've encountered. Uh, have, have 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 you always you know? It, it seems like you've always marched to the beat of your own drum in in the swimming community. You know, growing up was was that was that always kind of your mo? Uh, no, not always. Actually, it's it's kind of weird. But I used to be shy up until. Uh, probably eighth or ninth grade, uh, I'd kind of changed teams and the guys there were just like super, a lot more extroverted and that kind of brought me out of my shell. And then I'm always down to do fun, goofy stuff. It's just, I wouldn't do the fun, goofy stuff while I was at school because 
I went to school with the people. And then one day in high school, I looked around and like, I was like still seeing people in my grade that I'd never seen before. And it's like senior year. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm never going to see these people again because this is the first time I'm seeing them in all of my time in the school. So uh, <laughs> like one time I like just dropped in the middle of the hall and started doing like 10 push-ups just because, but that'd be funny. So uh, no, but yeah, ever since then, I kind of just did whatever I wanted within reason. Uh, I do realize there is a time and a place. Uh, so like when the coach is explaining a set, might not be the best time to be goofing off. So I've learned and honed my skill of, of goofing off and even made it work for me in terms of developing new drills and stuff because of that. So I'd say it's one of my superpowers, if you would. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, speaking of drills, I, th I think I just saw a video somewhere of you doing a couple of your favorite drills. Uh, where, where did the the one where you're going really high, <laughs> really yeah. low. Uh, tell, tell me about the development of that one. Yeah, so that was that was a high school me drill. Uh, we were warming down, and we were doing some IMs. I think it was like a 3-200 IMs as part of the cool down set or, or something like that. And I was a flyer, and so I caught whoever was in front of me going fly. So it was like, I'm not like warming down it's end of practice. I don't want to run over their feet. I don't really want to go around. Like they'll get their room on their backstroke. We just got to get there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, instead of just kind of gliding and stopping, I was like, I'll just see how high I can go and let them kind of go, go forward and, and create the space that way as a sort of screwing around thing, I guess. And I was like, well, let's make it a game. How high out of the water can I possibly get? And then I, I'm like, I got out pretty high and I was like thinking to myself like, wow, this is like pretty good. And I was like, well, what if we take this? Cause in order to do that, you got to snap through the back of the, the arms. You got to snap the kick, which is what my club coach was trying to get me to do better. And so I was like, well, what if we try to do that? But instead of going up, we try to go forward. And that's kind of like the light bulb kind of came on. And I, then I played with it on the, the next one and it worked. And I was like, ah, okay. But it gave me a nice feeling of being able to control your body where your body's going and then being able to really know when your body's going forward. And so that's a, it's not an easy drill to do. So I don't do a whole lot of it, but I do like to do it every now and then and again, just to kind of become aware of where my body's going. Cause the worst thing you could possibly do and fly at the end of a race is go up. So if you know what that feels like then you can just know and not do that and just go forward. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I saw that video and I really thought it was a very cool drill. I really liked it. Were you always a butterfly? Uh, butterfly was always one of my strengths. I used to also be a backstroker, uh, breaststroke never, uh, but because of the flying back and my freestyle was solid, I was an IMer back in the day. Uh, but then they needed me on the hundred fly at conference. So I got the drop before I am. And I think that that was for the better though. Every now and then again, I'll go train some IM just to quote unquote, get back to my roots. Are you talking at conference like at ACC as you swam the 4 yeah. IM? Yeah, I swam the 4 IM there freshman and sophomore year, but that's, that's probably, that's about it in terms of, I, like when I was 10, I was a, I was an LSC backstroker. Uh, I think I won one of the events one time. Uh, <laughs> I'll touch the guy, but uh the backstroke didn't carry through the ages my fly did so <laughs> gotcha.
Gotcha. What? So when you, first of all, uh, when you were in high school, what, what, how'd you, how'd you decide on Louisville? Uh, yeah. So my recruiting story is kind of weird. Cause they always tell you to start early, like freshman, uh, r- roughly freshman year to have like your head on your shoulders and kind of know what's going on, which means in middle school, you kind of got to start researching how it works. <laughs> right. And so all the schools, like I, uh, have a call with a couple coach before practice just kind of in the parking lot talking to him for like 15 20 minutes and all the schools I talked to uh, I didn't end up taking an official visit to uh, all the schools that I reached out to I didn't go to so they all found me so I think that's kind of a little kind of unique to my story Um, but I chose Louisville we went back up after my last recruiting trip uh, just to kind of verify I guess for me that that was where I wanted to go to school and as soon as I got back on campus I was like this is home. Uh, I knew from, I had a lot of fun with the entire team while I was there. And I like the coaching staff. I like the facilities. I like campus. I thought the education, I, the idea behind our specific education was, was really cool because we'd come out of it in five years with uh, a bachelor's, a master's, and a, work in, a year and a half of work experience. So I was like, that's pretty solid bang for your buck as far as I was concerned. Uh, so... That all the pieces just fit and, and, and I felt comfortable there. So, uh, yeah, that's, so that's super interesting. Bachelor's master's year and a half of work experience, five year program. Uh, what, what did you study? Uh, that was mechanical engineering, but I didn't kind of go down that exact path. Uh, after, so you, we have to do like three co-op rotations and the idea is you do it, uh, one a year. And so I did it one over the summer is in 2017. Uh, and after that, I was like, I liked what I did, but I just realized that working at that point in time didn't work for what I wanted to do in terms of swimming post-college and swimming professionally. So I ended up getting out of it, kind of. I had to take some extra classes uh, to kind of offset that. But my my engineering school was really cool about it and, and supported me through that. So uh, I just have a half year of work experience and then I switched to my master's in, is in engineering management. Uh, and so that was an online program, which I really liked because I could do that super easily while I swam. And so that course load was really manageable. So, uh, so yeah, but now I'm completely done. I hope for forever. <laughs> did, did, when did you finish? Uh, last May, actually three months ago. Okay. Gotcha. So did, I, I guess you weren't really affected, uh, academically by quarantine because you were online anyway. Right. They pushed a couple due dates back, but I always like to get my stuff done in the beginning of the week. So I didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so I could be done with the classes whenever I possibly could. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, not, there was, there was minimal impact to us because they, well, there's, there's people uh, that they've had that are in Germany studying abroad or, uh, because it's online, so you can be anywhere in the country. So, yeah, that didn't really affect affect us. That's yeah, that sounds nice. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I want to go back to your collegiate career a little bit. Uh, you know, you swam the four hundred IM at conference first two years. That was a surprise to me. Uh, you know, your freshman year. That's usually a time. You know, pretty big transition for a lot of kids. Um, pretty bi- pretty big learning year. Um, how would you describe your freshman season? I think learning year, big transitions were, was spot on. Um, to some extent, 
the some of the stuff that we did in high school was similar to what we did in college. Uh, for example, one of the sets my club coach liked to do is he'd start at like 18 and then every week he'd build it up by two fifties, 18 fifties on like a minute. And then we got up to like 30 one time. I think that's kind of, he built that up and mm-hmm. he's listened to it, but those were all on a minute and they were all fast. And I would change strokes on that set. Cause I was partially an IMer. but then we go to college and the first, one of the first VO two sets is a one, two, three third or fourth practice I was at they're like all right we're gonna go to 24 this is long course 24 50s on 110 so there's a little bit of extra rest but they're all fast and they're one stroke if you have if you're if you're like if you're really good at two strokes and like that's kind of your thing then maybe you can switch but we prefer if you do one so I'm a butterfly and they're like yes you are so um but there's that's a similar kind of set to me so and for that I was kind of aware of the similarities and kind of just fed off of that. So it, was a, it wasn't that big of a transition, especially once I realized too, that there's a warm up, there's a main set, there's a probably a preset, there's a main set and then there's a warm down set. And so once I realized it was just in a swim practice, then that kind of helped ease my transition. But there were a lot more underwaters at college, I'd say, and holding your breath, um, which is great, except for, you know, humans like to breathe to, to live. So that was, that was a big adjustment uh, getting to do that, I'd say. Um, and then the lifting is a lot, was a lot different than what I was doing. It, so, but it, it was good because my form got a lot better and stuff. And uh, now I got a good form to work off with the rest of my life. So that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, so uh, Again, outside looking in, you know, your class at Louisville kind of built and built and built. And then, you know, your senior year, you guys were fifth at uh, men's and C's, uh, which, you know, I don't think a lot of people really expected that. Um, was that was that a goal for your class, you know, heading into your freshman year, heading into your senior year? Is that something you guys could kind of work towards for a long time? Uh, yeah, I'd say we're working towards it. No one was thinking top five. That was <laughs> thinking top eight, I think, if I remember correctly, because eighth was our previous best. So we wanted to do that or better. Mm-hmm. But we never thought fifth would happen. And then after day one, it was whatever the 800 was, came out to. Right. And then after day two, we're like, oh, we're pretty good here. <laughs> and after day three, going into day four, we, I normally don't like to look at the scores because I don't, I'm not the guy that likes to pay attention to that. I'm like – just shut up and swim, go do your part and then worry about those numbers. Let those fall in later. Mm-hmm. Sort of, I'm not kind of that sort of guy, but I was kind of looking at it and I was kind of getting a little, a little excited and I'm like, not, not trying to say anything to jinx it, but I'm like, we look really good here and we're really strong on the last day. So, uh, no, but watching is super special because being a senior for me, I knew what that would have meant to all the, the people that were seniors and on the team when I just got there as a freshman and so knowing that it was like for this team, the teams after us and the teams before us was, I think what made it the most special for me. Yeah. Do you, do you have a swim or a, an experience from an NCAAs that sticks out to you? I mean, obviously, you know, probably getting fifth was pretty special, but um, you know, was there a swim in your NCAA career that, that really hit the nail on the head for you? Uh, yeah. One of the, I guess it's probably one of my most treasured swims. Uh, might be actually like a warm down after the four by 200 relay on, 
on day one. So freshman year, that was the first time I ever got put on an A relay. Uh, I was a C relay kind of guy freshman year. And then <laughs> after conference, they saw like my 500 was really good. It was, uh, I think 420, maybe 419, somewhere in there. And they're like, the, your 200 split here was really good and you're pacing it for a five. So that next Thursday, they had me line up and do a 200. Like, where can you go here? And then they, they ended up putting me on the on that relay at, at NC's, which is like the biggest meet, in the, one of the biggest meets in the country, uh, just outside of trials, I'd say, and in the final heat in its go time. So it's a very unique situation, I'd say, for a freshman who wasn't expected in, or expecting to be in that situation. Uh, but afterwards, me, all of us were warming down. In this happened freshman year too, but it was more nostalgic sophomore year because everyone else on the relay was seniors and so we all warmed down and we, we took two lanes because no one was there and we always like to stay the longest and warm ourselves down nice and long uh <laughs> we took two lanes and we were all swimming at, uh together and that was just kind of a really special moment to kind of share that with those guys yeah that's a I, the fact that it's a warm down swim i love that that's great but i mean Certainly, certainly really cool. And then, I mean, you were on pretty much all the relays uh, your senior year, right? Right. Yeah, I was – so this is actually – This no one really knows that this is kind of what happened, but um, I was entering the 500 and just kind of before the meet, and I was supposed to get scratched because they were going to – they wanted to enter me in and then scratch me later if I needed. But then they were going to swim me on the 4x50 uh, four four relay, but uh, they forgot to scratch me. So I couldn't swim one of the – I had to drop an event because I was entering the five. And uh, what ended up happening was our freshman that we brought – kind of similar story. Our, our freshman that we brought, uh, they said, hey, you're getting put in. And he's kind of like – he's like, all right. And then and we were kind of all super nervous. The coaches were upset that, that they forgot to scratch me. But then our, our, our freshman Tanner Cummings just comes in and just drops a bomb. And it was absolutely amazing to watch. Uh, dude went off prelims. They made it back to finals. He dropped it again at finals. And, and it was awesome to see. Because so I was like, look, I'm a senior here. So, like, someone's got to swim it after I'm gone. And so I was, it was really cool for me to not be on that, that relay and to, to, to watch them. So that was, that was cool, too. Uh, I, I, I remember that. He, I mean, he went, what, like 18-2? He split something like that? Yeah, they they thought they had a range that thought he could hit. It might have been like eighteen five. He drops eighteen two, and everyone was just like, everyone was pumped. So <laughs> that that was a cool memory too from Vince's. And uh, I mean, he he his flat start best was like nineteen six, something right. like that. Right, it's not bad for a freshman at all, I'd say. But yeah, <laughs> uh, he definitely stepped up and delivered. And so give him major props. And, and at the, at the end, after NC's we're at, at our, our team dinner and stuff and the parents were there, I was like, look, normally, especially like when you get brought as an alternate, you're probably not going to swim. So for you to be able to come in and be ready to swim and then deliver twice, huge. And so I was, uh, cause we also had another freshman uh, that came in as an alternate and swam on the four by two and he delivered too. So like that doesn't normally happen. So that, that, don't think that that does, but I'm proud of you guys for delivering. And, but, uh, yeah, that was awesome. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like the stars really aligned for you guys there. But yeah, to 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 have two freshmen perform on relays like that, always exciting. Again, I I remember um, the the four by fifty relay and seeing the results and just being like, what? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so very cool. And then so so you have your senior year NCs. Uh, you know, it goes pretty well for you. And then, uh, you head to world championships. Can you tell me about that experience, uh, that following summer? Yeah. So I was actually pretty pumped for worlds because normally you have to go to a meet taper for that, make it, which is in and of itself, not easy task. Uh, especially I'd say in my discipline, not that any other discipline is easy, but two flies very competitive right now. Uh, and then you have to go train back up and then retaper and swim overseas on another taper. And so I was, I always swim good on taper. So I was like, we just get to hit this once. We don't have to mess around with this double taper crap. We just get to do this once and we get to go uh, light some fire over there. So I, I was pumped for that. Didn't swim as well as I was wanting to. Um, did get to swim with a lot of my friends over there uh, from the other countries that I've made now at, at these meets and, and going over there. Um, but that it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, you're over there playing, you know, Mario Tennis and Mario Kart on the plane with half the national team. And then you land and then on your downtime, that's what you're doing. And then mm -hmm. me and Zane are watching movies and, and, and TV together. So our, our, the, the whole team, I thought, blended really, really nicely together. And everyone got along. And then uh, the staff took great care of us over there. Was kind of weird though being in a in a the old Wugs village for worlds. So that kind of had like an awkward sort of not Olympic but basically almost the Olympic sort of vibe. Kind of <laughs> it. So it was like yeah, so world championships. So everybody is here, but we're in a village, but it's not. So so I was just kind of like trying to take notes and what I like and don't like and how I handle things that I don't like. Like the food was the same most of the time. And so, like, they had rice. I like rice. But they didn't have soy sauce out with the rice. And not all the stuff that people were putting on top of the rice, I liked. Uh, there was, like, a really there – was, there was this one meat, and it looked like there was ketchup on it. And so Michael Andrew got it. And then he goes back, and he, he takes a bite, and he's like, dude, this is freaking spicy. He's like, it looks so innocent. And I have it on my plate. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to eat that. Uh, <laughs> look at, like, how to handle that was – was pretty big um so i'm taking my own soy sauce next time i go overseas um that's that's what i figured out that's gonna travel with me um but yeah then i then i got to swim and i thought i swam pretty pretty solid across all my swims wish i could have gone the best time but um it happens i was right on it so i can't be too upset yeah so um, you know, something I think, you know, maybe a lot of people can relate to is that, you know, you, you go to worlds, you have one swim and, uh, you know, do, do you think that is, is added pressure for you? Do you think it's less pressure for you just, you know, going to a championship meet and only having that, that one event to focus on? Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more stuff like to swim over there cause I'm kind of going over there for, for a minute and change. Mm -hmm. hopefully more than once um but kind of whenever you're done you're done so uh not having something else to to do or if you have a bad race or mess something up you don't get a do-over 
So you really got to put, this isn't really good for investing, but it's your only option here is you got to put all your eggs in one basket and, and uh, cook a nice omelet. Um, but I don't know if it'd be, I'd say it's kind of more pressure because I don't, you, there is no second chance unless you, you know, if you mess up, but still make it to a semis, which at the world stage isn't the easiest thing either. Um, Cause everyone there brings their A game, which is awesome. And I like it. I, I love that competitiveness there and um, seeing whose A game is the best. But uh, yeah, I would, I would say like, I just kind of make it worth it. Yeah. What, what was swimming in that semifinal like? Because I, was that the first time you'd ever done semis? Uh, no, no, I did. Uh, I've done semis. I guess at, at trials. Yeah. Trials and at WUGS in 17, I did, I went through semis. I didn't make it to okay. finals, but I did semis. So that was my <laughs> gotcha. finals. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of used to it. And I, I knew from trials that when you go semifinals feels a lot like finals. So this prelims feels different because not everyone's there, but finals has a different vibe. Um, so I, I like to race when the lights are on uh, that, that pressure that kind of comes normally I thrive on that. So that normally works out pretty well for me. And it did. That was the first time I won uh, a semifinal overseas. So I was pretty pumped about that winning, winning that. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to focus and execute my race. I wasn't really trying to do anything super crazy. I figured if I just executed and focus on what I was supposed to be doing at whatever part in the 200 I was supposed to be doing, then I figured my time would take care of itself. But I was nervous as, as all get out beforehand. I was all like, goggles on, like that's, that's there's nothing worse than thinking your goggles are going to fall off before the race. So I was making sure those guys were locked down. <laughs> do, do you have a, a pre-race routine that you go through before every race? Uh, I like to do some arm swings and stuff behind the block. And uh, I like to walk out with my cap and goggles on, but outside of that, not really. Um, it kind of depends on the training and whatever TV show I've been watching. Uh, obviously, in 16, there was the Batman thing is kind of my pre-race. Uh, I did the gas can in 18. So it kind of really depends on the training that leads up to it and what I'm watching. Because the, most of the time, whatever gimmick or whatever I'm pulling from, uh, I've been, you know, diving into the whatever I'm like. I'm watching, I was, we were watching Vikings, boom, beard. I got a beard rings now, all uh, Norse based. So exhibit A, I guess C now, because yeah, so it, it varies. I, yeah. I like to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, so that last question um, to close this out, kind of moving forward the next few weeks, you know, like you said, you're kind of, you're kind of at home for the moment. Um, what looking, looking forward for yourself, what do you see in the next few weeks, next few months? Uh, do you have, uh, obviously there's trials in 21, but you know, do you have a little more short-term goals right now? Um, not really. Uh, I'm just kind of trying, I've been getting stronger in the gym and so I'm really trying to push myself there. Um, I've been doing singles, so I've had time to help out around my parents' house and, and help them. Um, I started doing the, the training for Rise Athletes. Uh, I think Rebecca Sony talked about that last time she was on here. So uh, about 75, 80% through, through my training there. And that's been really cool, kind of the process there, because it's a lot of different things that I'm being trained on, but mm -hmm. I have learned the hard way or just kind of been doing all along, but learning the technical stuff behind 
the mental game. So like, that's kind of cool. So even though like I'll be, I'm open to mentor some kids and even though I'm be mentoring them, the stuff I'll be teaching them, I'm sure I'll be learning from too. So uh, using that opportunity to kind of, kind of start with that is kind of cool. And then there's ISL coming up. Uh, and I guess I, you know, USA swimming has a couple meets lined up for the, for the fall. And so hopefully you get to go to one of those and see what happens. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty full plate. Uh, Zach, any parting thoughts before we close out here? Uh, no, no. Just if you want to see my one arm pushups, head over to my Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> I guess my Twitter is where all my thoughts go. So if you, if you want a funny <laughs> joke or two, then that's where I put them. And that is at Harding Z, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, if you want check out my beard with my beard rings, I'm swimming with it now. Actually figured out this, this is actually kind of important. Um, it's so long now that you, I think I have to put it in the beard ring, uh, to kind of help keep it out of my way. Otherwise the water kind of slings around from it and that's not what you want to be doing with mid fly set. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all tied down. looks great. Big fan. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, if, if, if you're listening, if you're not watching out there, you, you need, you need to come watch because Zach's beard looks great. I think you and Patrick Mulcair, uh, are the only two swimmers I've ever seen with beards this long. Really? Uh, and it's, uh, it's awesome. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I was, I'm hoping to be the first one to compete with a beard ring. Man. That's, that's my side. Goal. That, there's my side goal. There's that's my, my trim goal. After that, <laughs> then maybe we'll think about trimming it up. But until then. <laughs> Well, I think that's awesome. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.